podcast. Today we are on episode number 61 and what I want to talk to you about in this coaching episode is why you should feel your failures. Why you should actually embrace them and go through the feelings. Now first I want to tell you that the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network which is powered by ATB. Now because I'm going to be talking today a lot about people in business or how to feel your failures, especially if you go through challenges as an entrepreneur or whatnot. I want to tell you about a fellow podcaster in the network, and that podcast is called That's So Maven. So the host, Andrea Besa, she interviews women in business across all of Alberta. So I highly recommend you check out her podcast. She's a fantastic interviewer and again, a fellow Alberta Podcast Network. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about how to start your own business, for some mentorship opportunity, for some classes and free support in launching your own business, then I highly recommend that you check out ATB's Entrepreneur Centers. There's one in Calgary, there's one in Edmonton, and all the information for this will be in today's show notes, which you can find at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash 61 for episode number 61. Now we've all heard the following phrases. Suck it up. Brush it off. Move on. Get over it. These are phrases that we're told all too often and quickly when we undergo a failure, big or small. And it's partly because we're uncomfortable with discomfort. So we want to get back to that happy place as soon as possible, whether for ourselves or for other people that we know that are going through issues. You see this a lot with parents and especially, and I can foresee myself being guilty of it in the future. We so desire to protect our kids from pain that we're trying to that we try and distract them and to have them move on to the next thing to not feel bad. But is feeling bad about our failures actually a bad thing? So it turns out, scientifically, it's not. So a study that was published in 2017 was conducted to see which response to failure led to better outcomes and outcomes in terms of trying to improve on the challenge at hand. It compared those who responded emotionally versus those who responded cognitively, sort of thought their way through it. Participants were given a challenge to search for a blender with specific characteristics and dimensions that was also the best price. So those who found the best price would win a cash prize. So, you know, there's some motivation behind it. Seems completely within your control and as though there is correct answer, right? Wrong. (laughs) So it was rigged to ensure that regardless of whatever answers the students found, that the computer informed them that there was a deal that was actually... I don't know, $3 and change cheaper than what they'd found. So they learned that they'd failed, that they weren't going to win the money. And then they sort of went underwent some other little tests that recorded their emotions and did some other light testing. And then they were asked to search online for a gift of specific characteristics for a person that they knew. Now, the results were that when someone showed an emotional response after failing, They still exerted more time and effort in searching for the gift in the second challenge than those who had responded cognitively. So those who responded cognitively would often claim not to care about the outcome. They were more likely to display skepticism about the task or they portrayed these self-protective behaviors. Now, the study took two other groups through two other different tasks, both aimed at seeing the difference between emotional versus cognitive results. I'm not going to go into those in full detail. If you really want to geek out, you can read about the read the whole research paper, which I've linked to in the show notes. But what the results show is that people who respond emotionally, who feel badly when they fail, are more likely to work harder 
to improve the next time, to show increased signs of motivation, and to actually feel more fulfilled when they succeed. So we chatted a while ago about a book that I read called The Upside of Your Dark Side, and it speaks to the exact same thing, that feeling our failures is not a bad thing and it actually leads to better outcomes. Feeling your failures builds resilience, it fuels motivation, and it makes you more tenacious, provided that you actually care about the outcome. So think about a failure that you've had in your life. In my case, I remember vividly failing my driving test. It was awful and it was embarrassing and I cried like in the car with the examiner. <laughs> like It was not a good moment for me. But then I made sure that I passed my test the next time. I committed to more practice time, to extra brush up lessons and so on. Now, for those that know me personally, I did only pass by by the skin of my teeth. I maintain I'm a good driver. I was having a bad day, but I still passed. And for all my hard work, I was so proud of the achievement. Now, if you don't care about the outcome, are you going to try as hard? Are you going to feel fulfilled when you do achieve your goal? Probably not. And that's fine because then that's not the right outcome for you to be focusing on. So in an upcoming podcast episode with entrepreneur Hannah Cree, we talk about the importance of feeling the failure of her first business. And a lot of entrepreneurs that she knew were saying, sort of brush it off, just learn from your mistakes, move on to the next thing. But if the project or the business or the relationship that you're in has failed and truly meant something to you, then the grieving process is important. And that process actually leads to more learning, more improvement, more development. Now you might say, but what about the books that are out there that sell a gazillion copies like The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F? (laughs) Well, while I haven't read it yet, I am on hold at the library. The original blog post written by its author specifically talks about how there are only so many things that we can pour our energy and our emotions into. So it's not about not caring about anything. It's about figuring out what are the important things. What are the things that matter? So I repeat, I am not suggesting that you break down crying and feeling the failure over everything big or small. You know, when I find out I could have gotten a better deal on a product or that my Kijiji sale is not going to sell, I'm not having a severely emotional reaction. It's not important enough for me to invest my emotional energy into. But the things that I care about, the goals that I'm working towards, if I have failures en route, I feel them. Now, another upcoming podcast episode is with the author Jane Porter. She spoke to me about how she had 14 books rejected. 14. (laughs) And I said to her, how did you keep going? Because this was back when traditional publishing had very specific cycles. So when I say 14 books, this is also 14 years of continued commitment. And her response was that she cared too much about this. She wanted it. Now, do you think she brushed each one of those experiences off and thought, ah, well, there's always next year, 13th rejection, no big deal. No, she felt those. She, but what she did was she took that energy, those emotions, and she turned it into hard work. She honed her craft. She learned from her rejection letters and she worked with beta readers and put together a better submission each and every time. And now... She is a best-selling author working on her 59th book, 5-9, at the time of this post being published. 
She also owns her own digital publishing company and supports over 90 authors in their careers. If there is one word that describes Jane Porter, it's tenacity. So what I want you to do is to figure out what you really care about. And not if, but rather when you have failures and bumps in the road, it's okay to feel them. Learn from them. Take your time to grieve. And once you've done that, then you can get up and brush yourself off and put those lessons to good use. It's about putting one foot in front of the other. You've got this. Until next week, take care.